Hello everyone and welcome to Healthy State of Mind, the series that's dedicated to educating you on wellness. I'm Dr. Tracy Murray, a clinical psychologist at Auctioner Medical Center. And I have here with me... Hi, Dr. Murray. Hi. My name is Caitlin Heckel and I'm a digital content specialist here at Auctioner. Well, welcome everyone. And guess what we'll be talking about on today's series? What? Self-care. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> so we'll just kind of look at what is self-care? How do we achieve it? What components are of it? And are we even doing it? Right? Probably not. Right? <laughs> Probably so not. what's your definition of self-care? What do you think self-care is? Um, Self-care to me, I would say, is anything that makes me feel good. Okay. Yeah. Like what? Um, I really like walking mm -hmm. um especially like under we have so many oak trees here mm -hmm. in louisiana so like being under the oak trees makes me feel really calm right. so i think that that would be a form of self-care for me and exercise i think okay. and yeah. exercise mm -hmm. i think sometimes we as individuals in in pop culture have been saying self-care 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 and people just tend to think of massage and getting your hair done and sleeping that's a component of it but there is so much more why is self-care important? Everyone, why is it important? Why would you think it's important to do? I mean, if you aren't caring for yourself and giving yourself what you need, mm -hmm. how can you effectively like show up for other people? Right, right. So the engagement in others, that idea is I can't pour if my cup is empty right. or broken. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So it's all related to stress and stress management. It's that overarching idea of why we engage in self-care activities, dynamics inside of ourselves, outside of ourselves, active and passive. Stress has great impacts on our relationships, on our health, mm -hmm. on how we interact with the world, even how we see the world, how we see ourselves and how we trust others, how we're vulnerable, how we see accomplishments, just kind of everything. Stress impacts that, right? Even our ability to eat. Right? Oh, yes. Stress impacts yes, that. absolutely. So it is very important to kind of think of what we do every day related to self-care. Taking a trip is great. Planning for a trip is great. But why should we have to wait for a trip? Why right. should we have to wait for a vacation to experience good things in the we day? Shouldn't. We, we shouldn't. We need those in our everyday lives. Now. Right yes, now, right now, today, mm -hmm. each moment as we can. When we think about self-care, we often think about it. How I like to explain it's two different dynamics, two different categories here is the internal versus the external and active versus passive. OK, right? what does this mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. So not to be bogged down with the words, just kind of thinking about that there are things you can do for yourself inside, things you can do with others. Right. OK. Right. So internal is the things that you can do alone that kind of fulfill your metaphorical cup up. Mm -hmm. Like you said, walking in nature, mm -hmm. exercise, things mm -hmm. that you kind of do to fill yourself up. That can be alone internally. Right. Things mm -hmm. that work for you. What I would say externally is the things that you do outside of yourself, engaging with others. Right. Okay. It's essentially people out in the world and what they give to you. Right. Got things it. out in the world and what they give to you rather than what you give to yourself, like a healthy relationship, yeah. a healthy conversation. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily you giving it to yourself, but others are helping facilitate 
filling up that cup. I'm going to use the cup example for the rest of this segment, people. Okay. <laughs> I think it's pretty good. It's a great example. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> so you're filling up that cup, right? Okay. Others are helping you and helping you facilitate that. Active and passive, right? Not a clue. <laughs> <laughs> so the active ones is ones that you mentioned. It's task oriented. It's things that are requiring you to do something, right? That mm -hmm. active exercise, that active being with nature and mm -hmm. taking a walk, that active doing an activity, going to a pottery class, right? Yeah. And then we have the passive things like rest, relaxation, okay. massage. We have vegging out on the sofa watching Netflix, right? I love well, it. We want you to do that, but we don't want that to be all you do. Okay, people? Right. Okay? We don't want that to be the only thing because it requires internal and external, active and passive. Okay. All right. Okay. So all of these dynamics. Where would you say you land? In hmm. <laughs> Got a lot of passive going on? Um, <laughs> I would say maybe uh -huh. so. I'm not so much of um, a lounge on the sofa and watch Netflix because mm -hmm. I have a hard time relaxing enough to do that. Right. Um, but I think external resonates with me mm -hmm. where like, helping someone else right? or, you know, like being a, a friend that my friends can come to for advice right. really like makes right, right, right. me also feel cared right. for. Uh -huh. But I think sometimes I skew a little too heavy in that direction and right. then I don't fill my own cup. Right. So you pour, you're, you're getting, it's a give and take, but they are needing you as a friend. Yes. Right. Boundaries. <laughs> Which, yes. I do want to talk to you about that eventually. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, and what about the active versus passive for you? Um, so an active, active self-care are my walks in nature, right? Mm -hmm. So that happens every day. Okay. Yeah, I really enjoy that every day and I feel I feel good when I do that. Mm -hmm. And then a passive form of self-care, remind me again what that is. Like what are so some examples of So it's kind of, of like where you're just... When we think of passive activities, things that are just there that we don't have to really do anything, mm -hmm. vegging out on the sofa, mm -hmm. just going somewhere and getting a massage, having your nails done. You're not actively engaging in an yeah. activity. Like some people need tactile things like a pottery mm -hmm. class mm -hmm. would be an active thing. Um, whitewater rafting. Uh -huh. it, it It's an activity and it takes energy from you, but it rece you receive that fulfillment of the cup that makes right. sense that does make sense so is an active engagement in an activity i don't know if i have many passive, passive forms ones? of self-care right had you ever thought about that no okay so we'll define i'm always doing something like right. i'm never just letting i guess life kind of happen and uh -huh. for me to just relax how does engaging in activity those activities fill you back up how can you tell how can you tell when something is fulfilling you it's kind of like a feeling that I get sort of like in my mm -hmm. like my chest and my right. heart almost. It's like a fluttering excitement. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I just feel genuinely happy. Kind okay. of like a, I glow. So the mood, right? Your my mood, mood is, lifted. is lifted. Right. I have more patience. Okay. I notice things around me more so I'm I'm more right. present. Right. A couple of things that we can tell everyone when when the activities are doing what they need to do. Like you said, mood is managed. Mm -hmm. So your anxiety, we don't want you with no anxiety, but we don't want it to be off the charts. We okay. want you to have some so you get up and go to work and pay your bills. Right. So you stay alert. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. But we don't want it to be debilitating. Yeah. So you might find that you're able to use this alertness more, more effectively. Mm -hmm. Depression can decrease. Mm -hmm. The 
need for sleep and your acquisition of sleep is improved. You feel less fatigued and fatigued and sleep deprivation are different. So you're not dragging out. You may get good sleep, good quality, good quantity, but you're still feeling like drug out Mm -hmm. all day. Mm -hmm. That kind of goes into the mood and the lack of engagement and self-care. And that's how you can tell when your cup is empty. And then your desire to engage with others is there again. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have to actually grow desire like a plant. It's not necessarily there. So we have to plant the seeds when we're engaging in self-care activities, when we're doing the things you might not want to. You Mm -hmm. ever feel that where you're like, yes, gosh, I know I have to take my dog for a walk, but I don't want to. That was me this morning. I was like, I just don't feel like doing this, but seeing my dog happy and like noticing other people in my neighborhood, you know, it it did like help center me, I guess you could say. And that's why I say um, we focus on facts. Not necessarily feelings. When we're needing and knowing what to do for ourselves in terms of self-care, we can't wait to feel like we want to do it because we might have to grow it. We might have to jumpstart it. We might have to get it going. And then over time, you feel great and you feel better. That cup is filling up. So they go hand in hand. When your cup fills, your desire and motivation to do stuff will increase too. But we can't wait to want to do it because we'll be waiting. Right. Just do it. I get it. Just do it. Can I ask you a question sure. about like plans with friends or like having a social calendar? Uh-huh. Um, I identify as like an introverted extrovert, mm-hmm. which I know is like most people are like you're one or the other, but mm-hmm. I, I think you can be both. Mm-hmm. There are times when I have plans on my social calendar and I, I genuinely know that I don't want to do them. Mm-hmm. How can you tell the difference between not genuinely not wanting to engage mm-hmm. in a plan mm-hmm. or just kind of feeling a little stuck like right. you need to kind of like reignite mm-hmm. um or like get out of that like like, like jumpstart that yeah um, how motivation. can you tell the difference between right so it would having awareness like what is leading you to not want to do it Right. Yeah. Thinking about that part. Like, I don't want to do it because I don't want to get out of the bed. Or yeah. I don't want to do it because I just feel blah. Or mm-hmm. I don't want to do it because I'm just not interested in it. Right? Yes. That can kind of lead you down the path to say, if I'm not interested in it, okay, then don't go. Sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. If you have deadlines at work and you need to catch up on your sleep, okay, catch up on sleep. But if it's more related to that area, as in, I just feel too blah, I don't really feel like getting dressed, then that lets me know to reevaluate the necessity of that particular activity for you to engage in. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So if it's just the blah feeling, be like, all right, I think I might need to. And also look at your week. Have you been engaging in a lot of things, right? Mm -hmm. If so, then maybe that one is just one, okay, you can abandon. There's no hard and fast rule to this. Just kind of getting an idea of where what the facts are that's leading you to this remember focusing facts and data and information feelings can be so tricky yeah right they can you cannot want to do it not feel like doing it feeling guilty about it feeling not connected with it but that doesn't necessarily mean that you won't get something out of it right right we don't feel like going to the gym Right. Not always, right? no. But I know in facts that I need to to maintain my self-care mm-hmm. and to engage in healthy, active, internal mm-hmm. um things that pour and fill my cup up. Okay. Okay. All that right. makes sense. So yeah. we'll talk about every area. Let's break that down. Okay. What could self-care include? We'll talk about first health 
healthy relationships, right? Doom, doom, doom. <laughs> right? Healthy relationships. So we have to, ev- man, this is one, right? <laughs> we have to evaluate, know your family, know your friends, and know people around you. Know what they do for you and what you do for them and balancing that out, right? So if you have a relationship with a person that it's more demanding, it's more of you giving to them, just know what that 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 might at that moment not be something you need to engage in if your cup is empty, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If your cup is halfway full or full, then them pulling from you and drawing from you is not necessarily a bad thing, mm-hmm. right? So healthy relationships healthy intimate relationships as well Mm -hmm. knowing when to pick up on first what you need based in values not necessarily feelings or a particular person right when we when we discuss healthy relationships what do you value what do you want to see right do you value family does that person value family right do you value travel my passport died was almost dead with COVID. Yes. So I had to travel domestically. Mm -hmm. Okay. I had to get out there. Mm -hmm. So base relationships in what you value, not how you necessarily feel about a person all the time. That is so interesting. Love is sufficient. Love is necessary, but not sufficient. Okay. When we think of relationships across the board. Okay. That hit you? That hit me? I feel like I just got a crash course in romance here. (laughs) No, that really resonates. That might need to be a segment. Yeah, (laughs) I know. That really makes sense. Right. Because we feel, like I said, feelings are so transient that we will feel. Feelings are important. They're good. Sometimes they're not so good, which is okay too. Mm -hmm. But when we're making decisions for ourselves and seeing where people fit, I want it to just be more than the feeling. Because when you're challenged in a healthy relationship, feelings might not feel so good, but that doesn't mean that that person isn't for you. Right. Right. Wow. So just kind of thinking about that, basing those healthy relationships in what you value Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and not necessarily what you feel all the time. Right. Right. So the next one is actually nourishing the mind and body. So it's pouring into the mind and the brain in the body. So that physical movement, like we talked about, mm-hmm. that um, nutrition. Uh. Mm. <laughs> How are you eating? Um, I do okay. Okay. I, I enjoy- Progress, not perfection. Progress, not perfection. <laughs> I enjoy healthy, nourishing foods, but I mm-hmm. also enjoy cake and cookies every day. It's about balance. Yeah. Every day? I Wait, mean, I missed that part. <laughs> every day, Dr. Murray. I have a huge sweet tooth. It's okay. I know, I know. Mm-hmm. Just knowing what different chemicals can do to the body. Right. right. Sugar, we're on the sugar kick, no sugar, keto, all these things. Just knowing what fits for you and all in moderation. Okay. Sometimes you need a cookie. Yeah. But I don't want you to emotionally eat to where you're treating anxiety and you're treating depression with a cookie. It's I sometimes different. do that. If right. I'm like in my head from anxiety, mm-hmm. I'll just like zone out and I'm like, let's just have this. And then in five minutes, we'll tackle the issue. Do you feel better? No. Right. What happens? The, the issue's still there. I just have now a cookie in my stomach, which I'm not mad about. <laughs> right. But every day right. probably isn't making so me feel my best. Don't let that be the sole thing that helps you. So yeah. self-care, treating yourself sometimes is great, but not treating the issue. Mm-hmm. That's different. Yeah. Right? Treating yourself to something that you enjoy, but not treating the issue. Mm-hmm. Nutrition, making sure you're hydrated. 
right? Making sure sometimes we feel drug out. Don't underestimate dehydration. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can fall out mm-hmm. and be in the hospital with two IVs in your arm. Yeah. Okay, getting and what they're going to give you fluids. Right, right. Right. So not underestimating and talking with your doctor, making sure you have a primary care doctor that helps and can talk to you even about vitamins. Mm-hmm. What's low, what levels are low? Right. Mm-hmm. Do you need a vitamin D supplement? Just kind of talking about all those things that you put in and that you feed your body mm-hmm. because it's fuel for the body. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nourishing the mind, meditation, exercise, time alone, time with others. Right. So just getting to a place where your mind is settled. Right. Mm-hmm. And that will help with the emotions. The next thing is social media. Would you think I put so- social media in the self-care category? Why not? You like it, don't you? I do. Right. So it's a part of self-care. Right. But it's about balance. Let's yes. not trick ourselves. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You engage in social media. I'm not going to do that anymore at all. Is that realistic? No. No. But we have to balance it. My biggest thing is when you're engaging in social media, it's social. Make yeah. your social media what you want it to do. No one is immune to the delete button, people. Okay. Mm-hmm. What you want to see in your feed, make it what you want to see in your feed. Right. Mute is a great thing. Delete is a great thing. Mm -hmm. So if you're opening up TikTok, Instagram, all these social media platforms, and you're like, oh, that just stressed me out. It's not, that's not what this intended use is for. Mm -hmm. Make it what you want to make it. I open it and see funny videos. Ha ha. And I'm okay. Yeah. (laughs) Make it what you want it to be. And you know what that is, right? Mm -hmm. Right now you're opening your feed and the drama from the day or Whatever is there is not giving you what the intention is. Change it up. Mm -hmm. You make it what you want to make it so that you're actually getting from it what you want to. Mm -hmm. Right. Not all dank and dreariness all the time. Right. Or a comparison trap, which is Or a comparison trap. And when you're comparing to others, that means that the balance has to be tipped to the other side where you're pulling away a little bit, giving yourself a little bit of a break. Mm -hmm. Right. Why do we compare? Right. Yeah. Go out and live. Yeah. Engage. Mm -hmm. Use it what it's intended for, Mm -hmm. not to bring you down. We got enough going on in the day Mm -hmm. to do that. Let's not make something we want to engage in do that even more. Right. You might need a segment on social media. I think so, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. And the next one is time with nature. You talked about that. I did. Right. So when I say nature, I don't mean I'm not a woodsy kind of woman. I am not going to go camping. No, no, I can't do it. If that's your thing. Do it. Yes. But realistically speaking, it's just really time outside. Mm -hmm. Time in the sun, based on health concerns, but time just outside. When you're spending all of your time indoors, it can mess with your rhythm of day to day. So you do need time outside with the sun and just exploring and experiencing. And if you want to go so far as camping in austere environments, do that. If that does it for you, doesn't do it for me. (laughs) My thing is walking in a man-made park, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Whatever you want to do, and if it, just kind of engaging with nature in that way, but you don't have to be. It's about balance in mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. Okay, what are some ideas you can think of, like connecting nature? with nature? Uh-huh. Um, absolutely, walking. Mm-hmm. I love. I also find like peace if I'm by a body of water. Okay, but I don't want to get in the water. No, just look because that stresses be, me out. Right. I'm like, what's in here? I can't see. <laughs> right. um, but like the watching the waves or yeah. like hearing birds, um, just feeling like a, I guess a part of it kind a part of brings of something me bigger peace. than yeah. you, right? Yeah. Just kind of being there and wow, this is 
such a great grand thing. Right. And doing it mindfully. Mm-hmm. Right. We'll talk. We'll have a thing at the end that we'll talk about mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Actually being there. Mm-hmm. If you're there and engaging in any of these self-care activities, but your mind is elsewhere, you're not getting full fulfillment of that cup. Actually being there, being present, using your five senses to mm-hmm. describe. There's so much in nature. So if you're out at the water on the lakefront on the Mississippi, mm-hmm. labeling what's there, what you see what you feel, what you hear, what you smell, what you smell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Might want to skip that one yeah. if you're on the river. Okay. <laughs> all hey, right. And taste. Uh, okay. Um, that I could be recommend one, that. But five senses, right? Wherever you are in nature, just kind of describing and taking in that around you. It's a mindful moment and it helps you really feel that cup back up. Yeah. Okay. It's something so simple mm-hmm. to put into practice. We just need to make the time to do it. And we have to be intentional. Mm-hmm. Okay. When we're learning a new thing and learning different things, intentionality is the key. Being purposeful in that, even planning it in, scheduling in self-care moments, mm-hmm. scheduling in like an appointment, mm-hmm. right? You go to work and you schedule that. Ho- hopefully you go to work and you schedule that in. Yes. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So scheduling these activities in as well until it becomes a part of your day to day. Yeah. Okay. And then the next one, people, is called behavior activation. So what this means, I'll explain that one. It's engaging in activities that are leisurely, right? And when we say activation, it's coming from a place that that motivation is there. It's this concept of doing things, engaging in activities that are active and external to boost your motivation, right? Okay. If you're already one that has trouble with motivation, getting out, oh, I don't really want to do it. I don't feel up to it. I don't desire to do it. Netflix and chill might not be it for you because that's too right. passive, mm-hmm. right? So you have to actually jumpstart the activation and engaging in activities outside of you. One of the biggest things that I like to do is interest-based activities. So if you, there are a lot of apps out there that actually are interest-based. So you get a collection of people together who enjoy ghost tours, okay. <laughs> right? And you just go to a ghost tour, right? A collection of people out there who love reading murder series and you collect with them. Mm-hmm. But the idea of behavioral activation is that you have to push through that part where you're not feeling into it and just do it. Thereby, it will jumpstart your desire. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit of a different concept. And that's for people who are doing more of the passive um, activities, you have to jumpstart that and get going. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. All right. Mm-hmm. Now the next one, setting boundaries. Oh, how are you with boy. that? I know well, I, it's a struggle day to day. It is. Right? I'm better at it now than I was, um, last year. What changed? I think believing that I'm worth setting a boundary for mm-hmm. myself right yeah right mm-hmm. so i want everyone to think of a boundary not as a brick wall but as a door you open and close and these are boundaries at work these are boundaries with people these are even boundaries with yourself mm-hmm. right all boundaries family friendships engaging in activity sometimes need boundaries if they're not quite healthy like the cookies yes I know. (laughs) so it's a door that you open and close Mm -hmm. and when let's say it's a boundary with a family member at any given point in time where the relationship is healthy the door can be open Mm -hmm. when it becomes something that's not so healthy for you at the given time you can close it to a crack Mm -hmm. or shut it completely Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. so 
when we think about boundaries, just setting those things and knowing yourself and what you can give at that point. If you're the strong friend, right? The friend that everybody goes to for advice because they think you seemingly, they perceive you have it together. That's me. <laughs> Checking mm -hmm. into yourself. You see the phone call? Hmm. Can I do this right now? Checking into self. Am I able to take this on a little bit? So the door's cracked. Mm -hmm. Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing okay. You know, oh, I got to go. My stomach, I, I, something's calling me. Let me call yep. you back. So that's a boundary, yeah. right? Yeah. Just putting a time limit on things mm -hmm. when you're engaging in any activity or with people. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you only have five minutes and that's okay because you can't pour into them if you're empty. Right. Right. You've poured it all. There's not dust. There's nothing. Right. Left. I know. There's nothing. <laughs> there's, there's, there's nothing, nothing left, here. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And the next one too, triggers. Oh. Exploring your triggers. The reason why, and triggers is a very, you know, um, touchy concept for a lot of people and i'll explain it in the simplest form is just knowing yourself how you respond to things internally externally how you relate to people right knowing what can get you there mm -hmm. if it's traffic okay then you know you need to engage in some kind of techniques while you're in traffic because that's going to set up your day Right. Right. So if you need to turn on that music and sing along with Beyonce, maybe that's me. Hey, I don't know. <laughs> you need to do that. Maybe if you need to call someone on the phone while you're in traffic because something seemingly simple is a trigger for you, mm -hmm. then you need to engage in more self-care techniques. So learning triggers is actually a self-care technique and doing things to help with that is a self-care technique. Can I ask you, um, what are some physical manifestations of experiencing a trigger? Mm -hmm. Just so like you know, like for example, traffic right. or um, if someone speaks to you a certain way, mm -hmm. like how how do we feel on the inside? In the um, body. Yeah, mm -hmm. in our body that can mm -hmm. lead us to identify our triggers. You might feel temperature. Some people feel heat rising. Wow, yes. You know, you can kind of feel like, whew, like mm -hmm. almost a wave rising. Mm -hmm. There's kind of a classification, like a spectrum that I'd like to work from of anxiety, where you can, and it's just a speaking with anxiety, not any other mood. Anxiety, you feel like the thoughts, but mm -hmm. then that can creep into distress, and then that can creep into panic, mm -hmm. right? So the symptoms and what you feel can be different depending on where you are or the intensity of it, but you can feel heat waving or you can feel tension. Mm -hmm. Like like you were once relaxed and now you're just on edge. On the edge. Some people even feel out of sorts. Just not quite able to describe it, but they just feel like things aren't like they can't get a, a handle. Like something's off. Something's off. They can't quite handle it. The thoughts too, the ruminating. Right. It's a that, 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 that those thoughts are kind of rolling in your head. Some people naturally feel angry quicker. Right. Mm -hmm. Anger is an easy emotion. Mm -hmm. Right. It's what's up under there. Mm -hmm. That's 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 the thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So you might feel anger. Eyebrows might do something like that. Right. <laughs> Especially if you're in traffic. You're I mean, traffic. you can go from like to here right. fast. And we use traffic as a simple example, but other people can be triggers as well. So mm -hmm. if you got a coworker. Mm -hmm. That's just the one you know she's going to come around and you tense up and you feel hot or you clench your fist. You can also feel breathing. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Like the your breathing or maybe can feel your heart pounding in your chest or in your ears, mm-hmm. right? That blood flow that kind of lets us know that a part of your nervous system is engaged and it's releasing stressful hormones. Mm-hmm. And you need things, to shut that door. Yeah. Shut, you need to think about Not those now. boundaries and, right. and, and, and think about those triggers and doing all these other things mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. So taking a step away, having a mindful moment, grabbing some water, mm-hmm. making sure you're hydrated, mm-hmm. taking putting up that boundary with him or taking a walk, yeah. right? So engaging in other self-care techniques, right? Okay. Another thing, you might feel sweaty palms. Some people I get that. might feel sweaty <clears throat> palms. Some people might get dizzy, right? And if you're having what we call a precursor or a prodrome to a panic attack, you might feel like impending sense of doom, mm-hmm. right? Now, if you ever had a panic attack, mm-hmm. it only lasts for about five to seven minutes. It's very quick, but it's intense. It feels and like you, an eternity. Right. Mm-hmm. It feels like an eternity. And at the end of it, you're wiped out. You're completely yeah. exhausted. But we can learn about triggers and self-care to prevent those things from happening. Okay. And then the next one, time alone versus yeah. time with others. So we have the balance here, right? Sometime you need solace. Mm-hmm. time alone to maybe even be in quiet so how we place these things um effectively in your day-to-day is if you're on the way for a long day at work and you know the household is chaotic if you have family members kids dogs and you just have to be on with them sit in your car for a few minutes and just have a moment of solace mm-hmm. right and engaging with others in healthy ways balancing that too Mm -hmm. So sometimes you do need time alone. Some people say you're isolating, you're isolating. Not necessarily so because the intention of it, we don't want you to isolate, right? right? Isolation is withdrawing for a purpose. Like you're getting away from people because you don't want to be around people. Solace and solitude is more of I'm getting something out of this. It's it's giving me more. You're recharging. You're recharging, right? right? So that you can be on for others, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. So how do we place these things in our day-to-day? It doesn't have to be intense. We plan them, we schedule them, and they can be quick, Mm -hmm. right? If you're working a regular work schedule, eight to five or nine to five, something like that, making sure you're eating lunch, making sure you're having meals, not eating in front of the computer if you can, Taking a walk, doing your breaks, actually taking your break, Mm -hmm. making sure you're hydrated, have things planned for after work, engaging in physical activity, taking that moment, Mm -hmm. right? And setting boundaries with people. So it can be an everyday, day-to-day thing. It doesn't have to be as intense as we think it is. It's more of a natural flow. Yeah. Right? And how do we know when we're struggling, right? When we're saying, I know all this is great. I know all this is important. But I, I'm having trouble. Mm-hmm. That's when you seek out help. Okay. That's when you elicit help from others or elicit, or elicit help from someone like me and engage in a full therapeutic relationship to know when to do that. Okay? Okay. So are you ready for the mindful moment? I am. Okay. So yes. this is something. Mindfulness is a concept that we talk about in popular culture. But it's really important to know that it's simply about being non-judgmental. And being aware of the present moment intentionally. You can do formal mindfulness practices that is sitting down and actually engaging in a meditation or informal where you attach the concepts of mindfulness onto an everyday activity. Okay. So we're going to do mindful eating. Okay. okay. <laughs> Go with me. All right. Okay. I'm here. I'm here. So we're just going to experience eating mindfully. You ever been looking forward to a meal and then you eat it and look up? 
and you don't even what remember yeah, what it tastes like yes because you're not attending to it and you're kind of all over the place in your mind so okay we have a little food here go ahead and take two little goldfish right we had Yum. it hidden from you guys my favorite okay so first with mindful eating it can be at any meal so you're having breakfast we're on the go people so we eat breakfast so it's simple to be able to just slow down have a mindful few moments with eating mm -hmm. all we do is use our five senses to describe what we're doing so let's start with sight what do you see describe what you see um i okay. see two goldfish crackers they they look kind of like salty mm -hmm. and how can you tell they look salty? I, well, I can see the salt on Oh, mine. you can, can see you the see salt. salt yeah, I can on this um this <clears throat> reddish one here. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. Um, and they just like they look crispy. Okay, mm -hmm. let's smell them. It smells like cheddar cheese. It, I can smell that it smells like wheat ish. Wheat or, like yeah, a like grain. a toasted bread. Like yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, what do you feel? I Rough, feel, yeah. I feel the salt. You can right? feel the salt. Right. But also it feels kind of like delicate. Like if right. I squeeze. Hollow. Hollow. Yeah. Right. Light. Very yeah. light. Toss it in. And chew it. Mmm. It doesn't taste like how I thought it would. Mm-mm. From being, it wasn't hollow. Mine wasn't hollow. No. Mm-mm. It's kind of smooth. Yes. The baby's like this. Yeah. I don't wonder why. Easy to chew. <laughs> mm -hmm. A little dry. Mm -hmm. But like nostalgic just because. Yeah. Then it turns kind of pasty. Mm -hmm. It's and the smell, stuck in I my can, teeth. Right. Salty. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And again. Okay. Texture is different than when it ended the last one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It starts off rough. It's like rough on mm -hmm. against my tongue. And then I can, it. Mm -hmm. turns into the paste that you mentioned i can smell it differently now that i'm tasting i mm -hmm. mean it's connected mm -hmm. right that was mindfulness wow right? where was your mind when you were doing it focused on the food that's it right <laughs> so mindfulness can be so you had a few moments there yeah. where your brain is intentionally focused on something and not wandering around right, right? you can do that with food wow all right i need to take more mindful moments and just slow down right. and like enjoy the hour that i'm in the word you said enjoy yeah enjoy mm -hmm. okay thank you so much everyone for joining us for healthy state of mind the conversation on self-care again i'm dr tracy murray clinical psychologist with auctioner medical center and i have here with me caitlin heckel digital content specialist here at auctioner remember that these segments don't serve as a professional therapeutic relationship it serves only for educational purposes. So if you're interested in forming a professional therapeutic relationship, see the resources below or after the segment. Thank you. Bye.